Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome aboard Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, the new midday show here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh, good morning. Good morning, Philadelphia. What's going on? I'm back. You are I'm back, back officially. I am back. And when finally we could start. You've been you've been here for what, like a month? A month and a half? About a month. Yeah, I've been yeah. here about a month doing the show in Atlanta. It's it's still considered morning, right? Like it's, it, it it's, is it's the, morning. the morning. Yeah, they yeah, call we, it the midday, but we're transitioning into yes. the midday. Okay, that's cool. yeah. It's the morning though, and we're here till two o'clock. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Our producer Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, and you. We got a ton to talk about. We'll get to the NBA stuff, the All Star game. Mac McClung out of nowhere. Joel playing for some reason last night, and of course the excitement of, of Philly spring training and Andrew Painter and and all that. But you, we get some uh, interesting nugget this morning. Uh, as obviously Jonathan Gannon got the job out in Arizona, he's the head coach now of the Arizona Cardinals. We're a week from the Super Bowl and the disappointment, and all the vitriol here in Philadelphia is still pointed at Jonathan Gannon and his defense. But we got this nugget this morning, Hugh, that the Eagles wanted to keep Jonathan Gannon. Was going to give him a Gripperton too. Was going to give him a ton of bread. A ton. They were going to give him more money to stay here and be the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator than to go take a head coach job. Obviously, he took the opportunity. He's gone, and, and you, I, I know this guy's not popular here, but I do think he's become he's become the, the public enemy because we're just looking for someone to blame. And I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon as as we move forward here and we go towards this offseason. It's a critical offseason for the Eagles, and we look at what's going on here. Right? They have a ton of free agents on defense, a mm-hmm. ton, ton. Right? It's going to be a lot of a lot of different characters on defense next year. You know, and a lot of young guys probably play next season. Chance to upgrade this defense. Well, well, there is a chance. You're right. There's a chance. chance. I mean, with the, with the draft. You're right. With the draft, but there's you know, a chance. You're, totally. They could get better talent, but it's going to take time for that talent to kind of come together. And you look at this defense, what they did this past year. I know what happened in the Super Bowl. We were all disappointed. And the end of that game was terrible in the second half. They couldn't get a stop at all. But they were number one in some key categories this past year. This guy did a good job, and the Eagles obviously realized he did a good job. They wanted to keep him here. So they have a lot of players to replace, may have to put a new scheme in, obviously a new coach. He was almost a second head coach here with Nick Sirianni. Let Sirianni just run things on that side of the football. 
Hugh, I, I, I know people are angry this, you know, still, you know, eight days later, but I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon with him being out in Arizona. And I, and I think it's, it's a little bit of evidence they're going to miss him that they wanted to keep this guy. They wanted him here. I'll tell you what, and this, this is how I look at it. I understand what you're saying. And there might be some truth to that, Joe, but Buddy didn't want to be here. Obviously, he didn't want to be here. And if I'm an Eagles fan and I know that, you know, it's a, it's a tough place to play. Good riddance. Bye. Because this is, listen, Philadelphia is different. This is a different city. It's a hard-nosed city. And it's not one of those cities you can be in and be sensitive and soft because you're going to get ridiculed, mm. especially when people call you to the car. But if you're not playing well, if you're not coaching well, they're going to have something to say about it. And if you have rabbit ears and if you're tuning into the station and you can't take what's being said about you, man, then go go and take your ass somewhere else. I can, I can say ass. Oh, you did. So, yeah. Okay. Once you say know. something. I don't know. This yeah. is my first day. Yeah, well, we got Kyle and, and, back and, there. And, and Rod, you know, Rod a little bit. You know, <laughs> he a little, you know, he a little something about that, that curse, cursing all the time. Yeah, he might say something later. But you're good now. No, and, and you, you know, listen, I understand your, your, your point there. And obviously, he had a chance to stay, right? They, they offered him money. They offered yeah. him more money to stay. So he didn't want to be here. And, and I understand that. He got an and opportunity. Maybe he wanted to be. Maybe, maybe he had the desire to be a head coach. You know, I mean, some, that's something that drives most guys. Sure. You know, maybe he wanted to make his own, you know, he has some things, his own philosophy he wanted to implement. So, yeah, he get a chance. So, it could have been a number of things. But if you didn't want to be here, then good riddance, especially with a team that is ready-made to make another run. I think that th- with the young quarterback and these young receivers that you have here in Philadelphia, you're going to be poised to make another run. Well, they should. And, and I just – I feel like sometimes we th- always think the grass is greener on the other side. And, and we'll get into it over the course of the show, some names, some possible ideas, who, who could replace this guy. But for two years, I thought he did a pretty good job, especially this past season when they gave him talent, they gave him some veterans, and they were number one in sacks. They were, they were one of the best defense in the NFL, top ten in points alive. Like, they, they had a good season. And I think we forget now because of how bad the Super Bowl was in the second half, but – Hugh, that defense in the, in the playoffs played really well in the Giants game, in the 49ers game. They were dominant in those two games. It gave them a chance to get to the Super Bowl. And now that he's gone, they're going to miss him. It's not easy to find coordinators that are good. It's, it's not. like we, we, make it, we make it sound like, oh, just find a guy off the street. He was a good coordinator here. He took care of that side of the football. The players played hard for him. That's all true. They had the most sacks in the NFL. And I find it hard to imagine they're going to find an upgrade over Jonathan Gannon. This is what you have to do. In a situation like that, in my opinion, you have to find somebody that makes that transition from going one coordinator from one coordinator to the next a lot easier. So they might come in and implement certain schemes and everything's philosophies that they want to do. But you have to figure out what what your core group is, because I think if I'm not mistaken, they slid from a, a three, four to a four, three kind of hybrid type defense back and forth like to run. Yeah. So you that that's kind of what everybody's doing now. So it, it all depends on what philosophy you want to int- implement. You know, you might want, want to bring somebody in here that's probably a little bit more aggressive, more conducive to what Philadelphia Eagle fans want them to be. So, to your point, you might not find an upgrade, but then again, you might find somebody that works better with the personnel that you have. Well, and we'll see what that personnel is, right? Because they have a lot of free agents. James Bradbury is a free agent. Chauncey Garner-Johnson, a free agent. And they're going to have a lot of young players. Like, There's a real chance, real chance, that they use for, they're both their first-round picks on defensive players, which means a pair you of rookies. Well, I think you have to. Well, that means a pair of rookies are playing. Jordan Davis is, is the second-year player. Yes. Nicobe Dean. So you could have four starters next year, first- and second-year players. That's a lot on a coordinator. Yeah, but listen, I'm thinking if, if I'm getting two starters in the first round, more than likely they're going to be trench players. That's probably the easiest transition that you mm. can make in the, in the NFL. Hey, go get the quarterback, especially if you're playing a defense 
where you're going to be highly aggressive up front, which they were. They did a lot of stunts and sure. a, lot of, a lot of ran a lot of stunts up front. So if you go out and you get me two good studs up front, I'm okay with that because that's going to take a lot of pressure off your back end. Well, it could, and, and it should. 215-592-9494. It's how you join the show here. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio with you on the midday show here. And look, I, I, I think we all go back to the Super Bowl, and it's just it's playing in everyone's head how bad that second half was, how bad it was. But I, I think we forget, for the most part, this defense was good. This wasn't a bad defense. This was a good defense this year. And let's be real, Hugh. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid do that to a lot of defenses, Man, a lot. As a former defender, when I saw that second half of that game, I was just like, damn, coach came out and made some adjustments. And Patrick Mahomes did what your hundred and three, whatever, $500 million quarterback mm. does. He guts defenses. And when you look at that, we look at that series, man. There were some improbable plays that he made. The one where he was getting sacked and he was falling down. Kelsey was falling down and he caught the ball. He threw it and Kelsey caught it. Dude, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. And I know nobody wants to hear that, but Patrick Mahomes made some phenomenal plays in that second half. Well, he did. And and he he really put the exclamation point on the Jonathan Gannon era. People didn't love him last year. People didn't love him a lot of this year. But it was trending in the right direction. People started to like Gannon a little bit. That video came out where he said we're going to bleep and gut those guys in the 49ers game. People started to like him a little bit. And then it went hay- haywire in the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. Kyle Quinn. What are you feeling on this? Is, is Gannon is gone? The press conference happened last week. Everyone's rejoicing that he's gone. But I see this story this morning. The Eagles tried to keep him. And I think they're on to something here. I think they're going to miss Jonathan Gannon. No, I, I think what you call this is addition by subtraction. Mm. I'm not going to miss Jonathan Gannon one bit. And I'm not going to sit here and pin the blame entirely on the Super Bowl loss on, on Jonathan Gannon. Right? I think there was a ton of things that went into that. But what I'm looking at is this defense is going to lose a ton of guys. We know what Jonathan Gannon's defense looks like when it's not peppered with elite players all up and down the roster. And I'm still yet to hear a good explanation as to why any above-average quarterback just absolutely carves this defense up and has at least 85% completion percentage against this team. So I'm ready to see if we can bring in a new guy who's going to get the most out of these players because we know that Jonathan Gannon isn't able to do that. Well, he, I thought he got a lot out of the players, you know, in terms of statistics this year. I mean, the point that, that Kyle makes there, Hugh, is, is, is fair, right? Good quarterbacks had torched this team. Yeah, I will say, but I'll say this to counter you, Kyle, a little bit. How many good quarterbacks are in the NFL? When you look at the quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL now, you got a ton of – out of 32 teams, you probably got 25 mediocre quarterbacks. Yeah, I would say there's yeah. about seven that and you fear. And then you have some yeah. – you have only a few top-tier quarterbacks. And I agree with that, but once you're playing in the playoffs and you're going deep into the postseason, you're not seeing the the you know below-average guys. You're seeing more often than not the, the above-average guys. But this is true, but when you look back at that game, now, and I know everybody wants to talk about the Bradbury hold and everything, but let's just keep it 100. We don't fumble. We're, we're talking about momentum switching, and we're talking about a different game. Well, if the head coach doesn't punt, if the head coach doesn't punt on fourth and three, it's a different fun. game. And listen, there, there are there are plays that happen in the game. You just can't say, oh, this is the one play that changed momentum or whatever. But you don't fumble. We might be talk, We might be having a different conversation in the day than the one that we're having. Well, I think you're right. I think we certainly are. 215-592-9894. Let's get to reaction here. I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon as he is officially the Arizona Cardinals head coach. It seems like uh, my team here does not agree with me. Rob is at Glen Old. Good morning, Rob. Yo, guys. What's up, Joe? What's up, Hugh? Welcome back. What's buddy. up, Rob? What's going on? Listen, I'm going to set the tone here for the new show, being the first caller, Joe. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I was telling Kyle this. Boy, I would, my only regret was they didn't hire Gannon before the Super Bowl, okay? Because then we could have had whoever 
run that defense. He, there was nothing special, Joe, that he did during that Super Bowl. And somebody was saying he had like a five or six hour interview with the Cardinals. That's five or six hours of preparation he took from from preparing for the Super Bowl. No, I, I, Rob, I think he interviewed the day after yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl. Give the guy a break. He was trying, <laughs> Rob. He was trying. Give him yeah, a break. Here's, yeah, here's the thing. I mean, what did he? I mean, yes, it falls on the players. But come on, you know what I want? I want that boy out in Cincinnati. He runs a nasty defense. He runs complex blitz. He does a lot that Lou Amarillo. And Arumo, yeah. He's a good that's coordinator. Did have a that's, that's, yeah. And, and, and yeah, he, and he, he kind of held down Mahomes a couple times, too. More than a couple times. More than a couple times. Yeah, but he's not available. He's not coming here to be a listen, D coordinator. Listen, he got a nice little job already. And listen, I agree with Kyle Quinn. Joe, who do we face in the playoffs? Daniel Jones? I hope the Giants give Daniel Jones $150 million. Me he stinks. Mm. And, and, you know, granted... Brock Purdy, you know, we went down to the four-string quarterback. But, but I mean, come on. You know, we were 69-14 against those two quarterbacks in the playoffs. And then, you know, like you said, the line gets you sometimes or sometimes you get the line. And, you know, they got us in the second half. But I just I just don't think it was a fit here. He didn't want to be here, like you know, I believe you said. And Rob, listen, and man, we appreciate your phone call. I and so Rob said something interesting there, you that he wasn't a fit here, right? And and that's that's style, right? That's not about because there's no way we could look at Jonathan Gannon's two years here and say he was bad. He, he wasn't bad. They were a decent defense last year, good this year. He wasn't bad. The style we get so caught up in Philadelphia about style. I'm about results, you not yeah, about style. But you gotta you gotta fit though. You gotta fit. Mm. You isn't that isn't that the reason Ben Simmons isn't here now? He didn't fit. Well, he, he didn't fit, but also he couldn't play anymore. That's, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> that's yeah, part that of too. it. But you, I think, I think in Philadelphia, what makes this place so unique and, and and wonderful is that we can relate to the players that we we care about. Sure, you know, because I mean, to this day, you know, you still walk around the street, and, and, and I still get greeted like people we've ate we've eaten dinner the other night. So I mean, that's what it's about being here in Philadelphia, man. People want to be able to relate to you. They want to be able to to feel like they know you on a personal level. Oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, where did Jonathan Gannon stay? Because I'm looking for a crib, and if his house – if he about to leave, then I need to go him. You know what? That maybe staying. maybe it's actually the best thing. But then, again, a place. but then again, I don't know how much – you know, because I'm trying to stay in a budget. I ain't yeah. trying to – you know, I'm trying to ball on so a So what budget. do you think? D- defensive coordinators, midday hosts, similar? Uh, I don't think I, I don't think, think, think so. I think we're a little way uh, below, yeah, actually. I, th- I think he making more money than me. But, I, hey, if he living in Pennsylvania – hey, coach, if you're listening – if you lived in Philadelphia, before you put that house on the market, let me know. <laughs> I might need to try to get that. <laughs> uh, if I had a guess right now, and I hope everyone in the Delaware Valley is listening to us right now, you and our first show, my guess is Jonathan Gannon is avoiding WIP every possible way. Come on, man. He had to, he has to listen. Still? If he, you think if he's, if he's sensitive enough to leave? He gotta be listening. Yeah, if I was doesn't listen to the station. Well, everyone listens. But if I was him, I would no longer listen. As eight days later, people still want him out of here, even though he's gone. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. OG Wade in Chester is up here on WIP. What's up, OG? OG. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Hey, you. What's going on? Hey, man. You you in the good spot, baby? You you with the band? You with Joe B, man? Joe G. Yeah, Joe, Joe G, a good dude, man. So far, so good. Can't complain. Yeah, let, let me say this here. Let me give people a little knowledge without college. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, I don't, I'm don't. i not upset with uh, uh, Jonathan Gannon. And, and as far as what you get in his house, 
Trust me, that punk didn't have no damn house. <laughs> he was probably living up in a damn hotel room because he knew his ass wasn't going to be in that damn long. You know what I mean? So trust me, he ain't went and got no damn house. <laughs> hey, listen, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I like where we were, where we are. I, I, I love the fact that we're going to have new faces on defense. Um, don't think that we're bringing in a, a defense coordinator. The guy is already here. So that's the defensive back coach. He's going to be that guy. What was needed with our defense? I'm, I, I love – I don't like numbers. See, all that old leading the league in sacks and all that, that don't mean nothing to me. The points is, is, is what means something to me. So the fact that we held people to low, low point scores, I, that was the most attractive thing to me. So what's needed is a, the, the coordinator to be aggressive when he needs to be aggressive. And that was one of the things that Jonathan Gannon did not do. He, he pretty much allowed Fletcher and them – to make those type of calls, you know what I'm saying? So you got to have a coordinator that has the, the, the beat, that heartbeat to know when to be aggressive. And to be quite honest with you, coming out of that halftime at the Super Bowl, when we're up 10, we've already given up a turnover. So technically we were not up 10. We were up three in my, in my estimation. So what I would have done is I would have ran that five-man front and I would have just uh, pressured the hell out of my home, making them – throw the ball early or run the ball because what they needed, they needed to climb uphill. So by you dropping back, playing soft, that gives them the time to basically matriculate the ball. And yeah, they did what they want. I mean, OG, you're right. They, 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 in the second half of that game, they did what they want. When they wanted to throw it, they threw it. And, when they, and they, Hugh, they ran that football, and they ran all over the Eagles in that game. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. the, way, the way that I saw it, sometimes you would blitz. My fault, my fault, OG. But when you blitz, they got caught. They got caught blitzing, and that makes a little that makes defense coordinators a little leery when stuff like that happens. And you know why? They, uh, and, and another thing about his blitzes, see, blitzing is you don't just blitz just to be saying you blitz. Blitzing is a, it's a you got to know where to how to blitz. You know what I'm saying? To me, blitz I would be blitzing at that a gap. When you pressure that, that destroys everything. Or bring a, the uh, the, slot, the slot corner off the corner. Bring something different. Don't just bring a linebacker that's laid on the side that uh, did a delay blitz. Delay blitzes don't you – know, that works when you got uh, uh, third and longs. You don't do a delay blitz when you got a third and six and stuff like that because you vacated right where, they, where it's hot is. Right, and, I, and, I, and that happened. I mean, and OG, we appreciate it. I mean, Hugh, in the Super Bowl, the, the second touchdown by the goal line that was wide open, you know, the sky more was wide open, that was a blitz. Gannon, in this morning, he talked to Peter King. He took the blame for it. He, he said, I think the quote was, Jesus Christ himself wouldn't have covered that in a zero. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he said it was my fault. Yeah, because they, I, I forgot what they called it, hot dog or something. A corn dog. Corn dog. Well, I mean, what it's Andy, it's, for. it's Yeah, food. corn dog. They didn't. They didn't defend that well the whole night. No. and that to me is adjustments. They did not defend that well because you would see the the the, the receiver kind of do like a, a yo-yo route or whatever, and he would come in and then go right back out, and nobody covered him. It was like they didn't see that. Yeah, and and all look, I, I'm not trying to sit here this morning and tell you Jonathan Gannon did a good job in the Super Bowl. He didn't. Right? They lost, and he he didn't, he didn't do well enough. But two things: one, he did a good job for the season, and two. They only allowed 24 real points in that game. Like, let's take a deep breath, okay? Seven points. You mentioned it, Hugh, and. Look, I, I'm, I'm as big of a Jalen Hurts fan as there is, but Jalen Hurts gave seven points away in that game. Yeah. As well as he played, he gave seven points away. The other thing is, that punt return, the ball's in the five. Yeah. The ball's in the five, yeah. you're going to score. So yeah. they gave up 24 real points in that game. They didn't get torched. They gave up 24 real points in that game. I, I just think when we think about this as a whole, 
We're being hard on Gannon, and I think they're going to miss this guy. Man, listen, I, Warren Sapp says something. I don't really agree with a whole lot that Warren Sapp says, but he says something on, on, on uh, Instagram that I, I totally agree with. Back in the day, it used to be like the saying used to be defense wins championships. Mm. That's not the case anymore. No. Your $100 million, $500 million quarterback goes out and wins games for you. And that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes did. Their defense was not that stellar. They, we got, we, they, had, they were had. Patrick Mahomes came out there and did what he got paid to do. He made plays. Unfortunately, we were, the, we, were, we were on the wrong end of it. But I'll say the one positive thing about it, we got a young quarterback. We got some young receivers. Mm-hmm. We are poised to make, potentially get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, they, they certainly are in that mix. There's no question about that. And, and, and moving forward here, I don't care who the coordinator is. If the pass rush has zero sacks in games, they're going to lose those games more often than not against good quarterbacks. Kyle is in New Jersey up on WIP. What's up, Kyle? Kyle. What's up, guys? So listen, I'm, first off, I really wanted to say that I am really excited about um, this season coming up. I think we're still going to have – we're basically you are going to have the same offense, maybe minus Kelsey and Sanders. Don't really know what's going to go on with that yet. But when it comes to Jonathan Gannon, the dude did not fit here. He didn't – he wouldn't talk after games. He just – he kind of was like put in the background because they knew. The organiz, organization knew that this guy could not handle the passion of this fan base. But and Kyle, I, let, like, let me, let me, I just want to pause for a second, and then I'll let you continue. You say that, but they offered him more money. Like, they offered him head coaching money to stay. Like, they wanted him to be here. So, whether or not we think they didn't think he could handle all this, they offered him more money than, or at least, you know, comparable money to what the Cardinals offered to be a head coach to stay here in Philadelphia. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I'm a little surprised to hear about that. I don't really understand it, but the way I look at it is, he had the same scheme every game. Well, no scheme to him, but we had all this talent. I think you could have took any other defensive coordinator in the league and they would have done just as good with that D-line. We had 70 sacks this year. All he had to do was rush four and drop everyone in zone. This guy doesn't change nothing. Andy Reid clearly knew going in the half. That, them guys weren't scared at all. They knew when they came back out that Gannon wasn't going to adjust to nothing. He was going to stay in the soft zone. And he was, and then and then when he does blitz, you wait until they're on the goal line to blitz against a team that has that much speed. It makes no sense to me. I I don't like the guy. I'm glad he's gone. I truly think that this team's gonna be fine without him. I think the talent he had made him look better than he truly was. I think he's gonna fail over there with that bum of a quarterback who likes to sit and play <laughs> video games all the time. Well, we agree on that, Kyle. Appreciate. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, as far as Gannon succeeding or not, you he's. That's a tough spot in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. When you got your young quarterback, you don't know what he's doing. Mm. You don't know how he's committed hurt. he is to the game of football. I just love the passion that these pan- fans are displaying today, Joe. I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not used to this. Well, he's public enemy number one. <laughs> we've blamed everything on Jonathan Gannon. It is I hate amazing. You. I hate your Get haircut. Out. I hate everything about Happy I mean, Monday. Some, someone thinks he's living in a hotel for the last two years. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That is how you join the show. Your phone calls on the other side. I'm going to let you hear from a former Eagle legend what he thought about Jonathan Gannon and the performance of the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I think they're going to miss him. I, I believe the Eagles are going to miss Gannon. A lot of change coming on defense. A lot of free agents. A lot of young players potentially playing. And he was a head coach on that side. Eagles tried to keep him. Didn't work. He went to Arizona. I believe the Eagles will miss Jonathan Gannon. We got a ton to get into, it's Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I think I counted two, maybe three blitzes last night. Oh, my see, God. See, but, but you know, let, let me tell you the problem with not blitzing. Okay. Okay. Because every, everybody kind of beat me off my blitz pedestal as the Eagles continue to get better and they continue to win. The problem with not blitzing is that you get, you're not in the mode of understanding what's necessary to happen when you do blitz, when you have to blitz. So the Eagles are in a situation last night where they had to blitz and they refused to do it. Well, when they did, it didn't work down by the goal line. Welcome back. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. It is the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. Obviously, the voice there, you have Seth Joyner last Seth. week. It was also nice hearing Angelo's voice. We didn't hear it this morning for the first time in a long time, but he was uh, with Angelo last week. But what did you make of that, what Seth said, and just the idea of, of the way they played Mahomes last week? Because you, for me, if you blitz Mahomes, he's going to kill you. Now, you might be able to pick your spots and get him once in a while, but they, they tried to blitz in the end there, and they got killed. You pick your poison. You, you got to be strategic in the way that you do certain things. And as, as I saw the game, there were a couple times where guys were coming free, and they were coming to hit him. Mm. The ball was gone. And sometimes the ball's being gone real quick, and, and you get in a sense where, as a defender, you get lulled into a certain sense where, oh, the ball's going to be gone quick. And when he does hold the ball, then that's when he, ho- he holds it, and you're not caught in your, your pass right. rush. You're, you're behind the eight ball or whatever, and, and he's able to complete a play. To Seth's point, man, you got you to gotta be unpredictable. And in certain situations, they kind of knew what you were going to do, and that's when they let the ball go. They let the ball go quick or they, it would drop back and, and throw the ball deep on you. And they did. And then, obviously, the touchdown was just too easy at the end. 215-592-9494. I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon, not just because, you know, he had the, the Super Bowl, the NFC title game. 
He's a good coordinator, and they have a lot of moving parts here, a lot of things to replace this offseason. Continuity's good with coaches. You know, you, they're the first team since the 94 49ers to come off a Super Bowl, lose both the offensive and defensive coordinator. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And now you got to replace, you got to replace those guys. You're potentially replacing some, some really good players mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. And you're going to have to figure out what, how you can. The biggest thing that I look at this team and they have to do is try to get somebody that, that can marry what he wants to do on an individual level mm-hmm. with what they already do well. See, that's the thing. Like I, I always say about a young quarterback or anybody, for any, any player for that matter, you have to get a coordinator that's in, that has a symbiotic relationship with the quarterback in order for him to be successful. How many times have you seen def- offensive coordinators be with quarterbacks and they try to get him to do what they want him to do doesn't and work. that doesn't fit what, what the, the scheme is or whatever he's been successful doing? You got to find somebody that understands what Jalen Hurts' skill set is, and marries that to his offense, and makes it good for both of them. No question. And then I have they have questions now on both sides with the coaching, offense and defense. It's a lot. Continuity was good for the Eagles last year. We don't have it anymore. Steve is an Egg Harbor Township. Good morning, Steve. Steve. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, I'm going to miss Jonathan Gannon just like I miss my ex-wife. To be <laughs> no. quite honest with you. But the fact of the matter is this: I want a coordinator like Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defensive coordinator has shown that you can blitz Patrick Mahomes. You can show him different looks, and you can hold that offense down. And that's something that our defense couldn't do. Anytime you had to you, you pass six, seven yards across the middle, it was always pretty much wide open because we never had anybody in the middle of the field. That was the problem with his defense, that we never stopped any good quarterback. He never beat a good quarterback. The one thing I just want to say is, Patrick Mahomes is now the golden child in the NFL. And if you look at the AFC Championship and this championship and the Super Bowl this year, the games really were decided by calls. And that's the shame of it because both of those games, the AFC Championship could have went down great if they had gone to overtime, and so would the Super Bowl. We don't know if we would have won. We don't know if we would have tied the game. But we never got the opportunity, and that's the shame. And that's the big thing that's going across the U.S. and the sports towns is that everybody who loves the game of football was deprived of an opportunity. Well, we were deprived of maybe the best ending or one of the best endings ever, Steve, in a Super exactly. Bowl. I mean, like, if, if Hurts gets the ball back, and Steve, we always appreciate your phone call. Hugh, if Hurts gets the ball back in that spot, I fully believe they're going down and at least getting a field goal. Did they get a touchdown? I don't know. But that, that game probably gets to overtime, bare minimum, if the Eagles have, let's just say, a minute and 10 seconds. I think they get a field goal. Yeah, but you don't think Andy Reid knew that as well? Well, of course that's he did. Why, but McKinnon slid. That's why he did what he did. He was like, listen, I'm trying to get out of this one because I know that there's a possibility that right. they can come down the field. That's why people – I know people are mad about it, but – Coach Reed did the smart thing to do in a situation like that. Yes. I'm not giving that young quarterback another opportunity, not with the defense that I have. Well, and then, you know, so it's obviously our first show together, and we, I'm not sure if you had a chance to fully express your thoughts to everyone here. Well, what did you make of the Bradbury play? Because that it's the one that sticks because there's no coming back from it. I don't, I don't know about you, but when I saw the play happen, right, flag is thrown, I realized what they were calling. It didn't hit me right away. And then I, I looked they were at the call it. Well, no, it didn't hit me right away the clock. I was like, oh, no. The ball's in the 11. Yeah. The clock's here. They have, there's not, there's not enough time. Like, they're screwed. Oh, so you're that guy. You were, you were thinking, oh, like, oh thinking that, went, like, <laughs> that was all through, I, I looked, your head. So we're watching my wife and kids were watching, and my son, and he's eight now, and he's become a big fan. So, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to say it out loud. I didn't want to break his heart, like, uh-huh. say it's over. Were, it's a wrap. But I looked Just at my baby. wife, and I was like, it's over. Like, they can't, they can't come back. You know, you know what? When I saw the play, I was just like, damn. I was like, damn, they called that? Because normally a game like that, you let them play. Like, in, in my mind, as a former defender, they let you play. 
Like, you know, you, you play football. And when they called it, I was like, damn. They called it. And, and it was a good call. I mean, I, I, I know nobody wants to hear that, but it was a good call. It was a good call. And Bradbury came back and he said he didn't think they were going to call it. In a situation like that, man, you, you, you can't, you got to account for everything. And if you, you know, it was unfortunate it ended that way, but it was a good call. Well, and, he, you know, we can't pretend he didn't hold him, right? It no, happened. he held him. He held him. The, the, the problem is, the frustrating part is, they didn't call hold the entire game. And that's the first one they threw. Yeah. And that's why people were upset because you look at, you, you could pick, you could take that, that same game and you could pick any, any play, one play, and there's probably holding somewhere mm-hmm. in that one play. They don't always call it. I was always told, my defense coordinator, Tommy Brady, well, my, my D-line coach, Tommy Brady, always told me, if they're holding you, that's your fault as a, def- as a defensive line. Mm. Secondary players, man, in a game like that, um, in, in, in that moment, you got you to gotta be smart. Not saying that Bradbury wasn't, but but you know he's playing the game, thinking that they're not going to call this or that. I mean, it was, and he 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 manned up, he owned it. Yeah, he said he owned it, it and it was a hold. It was a hold. It was just unfortunate that that's the way that the game ended. Yeah, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon. Feels like not many agree. Let's talk to Eric in Cherry Hill. What's up, Eric? Eric, hey, how's it going? Welcome to the midday. Thank you, Eric. What's up this morning? What are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with everyone else. I, I don't understand how anyone can think that Gannon was a good DC. I mean, you you played for Jim Johnson, right? Jim Johnson was different, man. And and, and I, I will say this about that. Okay. I, I think as a, as far as the defensive coordinator is concerned, I think he was a good coordinator. I don't think he connected with the people. And I think that's a very, very important thing that you have to have here in the city of Philadelphia. You have well, to be able to connect with the people, man. And he didn't do that. Here's what I'll say. I, if somebody told you that we were going to have 35 points in the Super Bowl with that defense, is there any possible way that you think that we that we should have lost? Like, if somebody told me the Eagles are going to score 35 points in the Super Bowl against Kansas City, I would have bet everything I own that we would win that game with that defense, that talented defense that everyone talks about, all these sacks and this and this. You give me Jim Schwartz, you give me Jim Johnson, you give me anyone else. I don't think that John John Gannon did anything. So, I, Eric, I think, I think you bring up a fair point. But what if I told you, like before uh-huh. the game, if I said to you the Eagles defense would allow 24 points in earnest, right? Because seven is on the Hurts fumble, and they had right. a 65-yard punt return to the five. Like, what are they going to do at that point? So, if I had told you they only allowed 24 on, on normal drives, would you not have taken that? Of course, 100%. Right, so we're, but we're mad at yeah, That's what they did. But that's what happened. I tell you what, and to your point, going into this game before this game was ever played, I said on on the air in, in Atlanta, the thing that we're going to have to to defend against is the Kansas City Chiefs are a threat to score every time they touch the football. Mm-hmm. You did a tremendous job in that first half of keeping them from scoring. You kept them off balance and everything like that. The second half was was the one where the adjustments weren't made and they were able to make plays. And you right. take away you take yeah. away that touchdown, brother. We had a parade. We would be have, We would have had a parade last week. Right. So that's the other point I was going to make is that you know everyone talks about you know the Giants and and San Francisco. We gave up 15 points. Look who you're facing. You're facing Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy versus arguably the best quarterback. You know, besides Tom Brady over the last like 
10 years. Right, it's night and day. And Eric, right. you're, it's night and day. You're right. And when they when they played bad quarterbacks or mediocre quarterbacks, Eric, we appreciate it, Hugh, they shut those guys down. right? Yeah. They, they, and, and then when they played great ones, they didn't. But I, I do think, and you brought it up a few minutes ago, it's, it is fair to bring up there's not many great quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not. Like Jonathan Gannon's defense, right, the last two years, shut down the bad quarterbacks and, and do the best you can against the, the great quarterbacks. That won the Eagles a lot of football games. Listen. This, this I, I had a chance in in Falcons training camp this year to talk to some 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 former GMs, and we were talking about quarterbacks and the play the quarterback play specifically in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. He said that there's only a few elite quarterbacks. There's a bunch of guys. Now you can win with a bunch of guys. You can win some games with a bunch of guys. You can go even go to the Super Bowl with a bunch of guys. But those special players. They're few and far between. Totally. Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys, Yes, man. he is. He's one of those guys. And I know that we want to sit here and we want to say this, that, and the third about the defense and everything, which I totally get. But, dog, look at some of those plays that Patrick Mahomes made, sidearm plays, plays falling down. You're not going to get that with a mediocre guy. Now, you might have some guys that might find some holes in your defense and be able to do this, that, and the third. But those special guys – that's going to be a hard day for anybody. Well, and it, it, it usually is when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. He's a hard day on a lot of defenses. 215-592-9494. I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon here. John is in Philadelphia. What's up, John? John. Hey, good morning, everybody. How you doing? You guys are great, man, I'll tell you. Well, we appreciate that, Thank John. We're, we're just getting going. It's our first day. I know. Thank Thank you. Look at the excitement you're bringing and the enthusiasm. I like it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. The uh, – as far as Jonathan Gannon, I am not going to miss him at all. And listen, I want to say I do believe that he's a good coach, but I don't think he's the coach for Philly. And the fact that they're interviewing outside of our inner circle gives me some hope that maybe they weren't happy with the plan that they had. Well, that that part, the second part you said there, John, is interesting, right? And there's some names out there, Vance Joseph, Sean Desai, uh, guys that are not obviously on the staff right now. That, that Maybe you're right, John. Maybe they want to go in a different angle. But the fifth thing... It's like I understand. Like, listen, we all feel the way we feel. That just doesn't bother me that he wasn't a fit. Like I, I'm just looking for results here, John. And for the most part, he had good results. Uh, I'll say he had decent results, but he's not. He's not. He's not a coach for Philly. I mean, he didn't embrace Philly. In order for you to be a Philly person, you have to embrace Philly. You have to, you know, you have to take the good with the bad. And See his thin skin. I think did it in. Well, and John, listen, man, we appreciate the phone calls. You you brought that up a couple times. <laughs> it's it. it's so interesting because. I think the fifth thing, you know, in terms of he's not the guy that appeals to everyone here is certainly why people feel like the way they do. The other thing is I think we've set the bar so high in Philadelphia for defensive coordinators that almost no one could live up. We've been listen. We've been we've been spoiled. We've been blessed in the city of Philadelphia. Even I've been blessed to be to come behind some of the great defenders that played here. I remember before I even when I was playing with the Jets, I used to hear about Jerome Brown because Dave Price was the trainer mm-hmm. here when Jerome Brown was here. Heard about Seth Joyner. Heard about Clyde Simmons, Reggie White, those guys, Muddy Waters, and, and, and the attitude in which they play with. Even now, Seth is intimidating. I'm intimidated by Seth Joyner to this day. He's intimidating just <laughs> doing three post game. Yeah. He's intimidating dude, man, especially when he's out there playing golf. It's, it's been one of those things where when you look at the history of defenders that have come through here, there's a that has been set here in the city of Philadelphia, hard-nosed football. You know, you're, you're, you're going to talk trash. If you're not playing well, you're going to get called out for mm-hmm. it. And everybody is not a fit for this city. 
Well, you're right. And we've also, we, we've raised up these two specific, right? Two defensive coordinators here are just like gods. Gods. They, they're deities, right? Yeah, obviously Buddy Ryan and then and then your coach and then Jim Johnson. And, and they both were outstanding in their era. Yes. In their era, they were great. But the, the, to your point, the game's the changed. Yeah, the game has changed. changed. And I, I will say this Jim Johnson was a guy when he came in that he blitzed a lot. We had a pretty good de- we had a pretty good blister in, in Coach Rose Ro- Ray Rose he was pretty mm-hmm. Emmett, Emmett Thomas was a good coach, but I remember I remember a lot of guys saying that the defense that we ran it was a good defense but it was kind of complicated it was a little complicated. Jim came in he simplified everything he simplified it we were able to get after it but the thing that you have to realize is this: in order for that defense to have success, you have to have the personnel in order to do some of those things that you want to do. You know, everybody's talking about the defense coordinator from Cincinnati. As, if you like him or not, Eli Apple's a pretty good corner. Sure. He's a pretty – who's the other dude? Chiboti, Chidobi, Uweezy, or whatever the guy's you name is. You said it as good as I could. Uweezy, Uweezy, whatever you say. He can play, he can play Man, too. Them cats, them cats can play, and sure. they're bigger corners. Not taking anything away from slaying Bradbury, but – if you want to be real about it, Bradbury was beat by Juju Smith-Schuster. He was beat. He was beat so bad that he had to hold. You can't, like, I hear everybody wants to blame the coordinators and everything, man, but you got to look at those corners sometimes, too. You can't do a whole lot of that stuff on the back end, like blitz and lock people up, if you don't have the guys in that secondary that can do it. Well, to go point to the Bengals thing, that, that's the one, right? The Bengals have done a pretty good job on the Chiefs. Yeah. And why couldn't the Eagles? But I, I go back to this. The Bengals let that... 23-20 was the final of that AFC title game. So they allowed 23 points. The Eagles defense allowed 24. I mean, I, I blame them for 24 points in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Seven is on Jalen Hurts. Like, we could say it. We, you know, as much as we want to give Jalen Hurts credit and he played a whale of a game, seven's on him. It's easy to blame people that you don't like. Well, that's what, that, that's what the last week has been. <laughs> but we'll blame the refs, we'll blame the but, field, but listen, Gannon. If you've done nothing to embrace this city or, 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 or in, in, ingratiate yourself to this fan base, then bye. Leave. Well, you don't yeah, care. yeah, and that's Leave. that's the feeling. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Ray is in Morristown. Ray's on WIP. What's up, Ray? JoJo, Hugh, welcome back, brother. Thank you, brother. How you doing today? Uh, I'm still here, Hugh. Right where you left me the last time you left. Hey, I'm, but I'm back. And I don't think I don't think I'm gonna leave no time soon, man. I hope not. Stay back. Yeah. You know, uh, this is, you can always come home. You know, so it's it's, it's a good place to be. Yes, yes. Uh, you coming back at a time where. Philadelphia sports is looking as as good as it's ever been. I'm not sure if we're ever going to cross over that threshold and get where we need to be with the Sixers or the Phillies. You know, it's an interesting time, guys, because a lot of our sports teams last year went to championship. We had a soccer team that went to a championship and lost. We had a baseball team that went to a championship and lost. We went, Eagles went to a championship and lost. Uh, So, we just have to learn how to win. We have to get back to that mentality. They had a golden opportunity, the, the Eagles did, uh, last week to, to seize the moment. You know, to me, it was a wasted season. I'll tell you why. They learned who their quarterback was. I always had faith in Jalen. I'm not one of those people that said, oh, you uh, don't like him or I always liked him. You know, uh, I thought you let it play out and see where he was when you gave him an opportunity. He exceeded everybody's expectations, I believe. But, the problem here is is you, you had a you had a golden opportunity, best record in football, best record in Eagles franchise history, 
and you basically walked away with nothing. You know, you will not see this type of success next year. I just don't believe. Well, Ray, I agree with that. that. It's going to be very hard to be as good, right? They could be. A, I, I, look, they're the favorite to win the division. They could go back to the Super Bowl, but to be as good, fourteen and three, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's, it's always hard. But it's going to be hard for them to win the division. Let's face it. You know, who, who you got? Who, is, who, wait a minute. Well, hold on. Hold on. Well, hold let on, me finish. Let okay, me just finish. Okay. You. Okay. okay. So I'll take a deep breath. In the <laughs> NFC East, except yeah, well, every team in the NFC East, with the exception of the Commanders. Uh, uh, had a playoff within the playoffs. Well, they did, they did, right? You're right. It's not a bad division, but at the same time, like we're talking about McCarthy, we're talking about Daniel Jones. Like out of those two, you scared of Daniel Jones? No, I'm not scared of Daniel Jones. (laughs) But what we're seeing is a a coach that went right up there and in one year turned that team around. Got lucky, like just like our team was turned around. See, you know, there, there, the, 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 the. uh, there's a lot of parity in, in professional sports these days. It doesn't take as long as you think it does. I just don't think we're going to be back where in the same position we were in because, partly and because of what JoJo's saying about uh, the, the coaching staff turning over. That right, a little continuity now, now, issues. I like, continuity I like issues. Shane Steichen and, and Jonathan Gannon? No, I was very underwhelmed by both of them. Uh, and I could tell. And Ray, Ray, we appreciate but, it. But I wanted to ask Ray a question. Who did the Giants play? Who did the Giants have on their schedule last year that you weak. thought was a word, world beater? It was weak. I mean, they played the <laughs> – and, and for you – like, I, I I don't get it. I, I think that the Eagles are poised. Maybe the, maybe the commanders are better, the Commodores. Maybe they're better with Eric Bieniemy there. But who's throwing the who, – who's going to be the quarterback? Sam Howell's their quarterback. <laughs> who's the quarterback? Who? Sam Howell. He, went, well, he was the start at the end of the year. Who yeah. was the dude that was buying everybody Jordans? Who was that cat that bought the Jordans for everybody? The Yo, quarterback. The quarterback. Was yeah. it Heineke? Wait, Winky? No, no, Winky? no, no. Not, not his Winky. name was Wentz. His name was Wentz. No, it wasn't Wentz. You're talking about Heineken. Oh, Heineken. Heineke. Yeah. I said Winky. My bad. I thought, well, it, you know, wait, first, like but, this, listen, Kyle. You gonna you gonna have to realize names that I'm gonna screw some names up. Yeah, that's all right. It's gonna call us. Listen, y'all gonna I, hear I me say some names, here, so. and y'all gonna be like, "What the hell? Who is he talking about?" Give me a moment. I'm gonna get it right. But didn't Wentz buy the sneakers with like the hunting? It was the Winky. The Heineke. Heineke was buying the Jays. Yeah, you're thinking back to when you played. Who was the quarterback? No, Chris was... Winky. Chris Winky played. He was a quarterback. No, I was thinking. I was he thinking. Stunk, yeah. You know, you know, after a while, when you get a certain age, them, them days start to run together. Heineke went. Yeah, yeah, it goes together. But it was Heineke. Heineke yes. was buying the shoes. Heineke, Heineke was he, well, buying the shoes. He beat the Eagles. He was the first yeah, guy to beat the He bought the Jays. He yeah. bought some Jays. But no, man. Wait, he can't play, though. Nobody. Nobody. I am not afraid. The closest team that I would probably be afraid of in this division is maybe Dallas. Yeah, I do think maybe. I do think the coach in New York's pretty good. Dable's pretty no, good. No, he's a he's a pretty yeah. good coach. No question about it. You're not Saquon's probably not coming back. He's probably gonna get paid in free agency. Well now Daniel Jones wants like forty five million dollars. And he's a gonna year. get paid and you're gonna give it to him. You know why? Because ain't no quarterbacks out there. So you're gonna pay him. You know what the best thing that can happen for us is if they pay Daniel Jones. Let them pay him. Yeah, can they pay Daniel Jones after the Eagles pay Jalen Hurts? Because if Daniel Jones is getting forty five da- Hurts is no, asking for pay, 55. You got to pay, you got to ask, you got to pay Jalen first. Woo! That's a <laughs> lot. Scott in Las Vegas is up. What's up, Scott? What's going on, Joe? What's going on, Hugh? What's going on? So, I want to get into you guys. I, and I have a question for you about the defense after, but I want to talk about Jonathan Gannon first. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good coordinator, but I think we've got to take it to another level with somebody who has a little bit more creativity. Because the one thing that's bugged me over the last two years with Gannon, and you saw it again in the Super Bowl, this was... Mahomes' second-highest completion game all season long behind his game against the Houston Texans, which were one of the worst teams in the league. And I've always felt that Gannon's defense do a poor job when they get counterpunched and a good quarterback comes out nickel and dimes them. 
Um, doesn't look to push the ball down the field, takes short passes and takes what he can get. And Mahomes is good enough to do that, and we saw that. He almost had an 80% completion percentage. Yeah, it was high. It was a 21 to 27. It was high. No, I, I can say that about any defense coordinator. I remember being in games with Jim Johnson, and teams would come out of nickel and dime mustard death, and we would stop blitzing. But to, like the, I think that's what they want. It's almost like we dare you. If you well, if you could be perfect for three hours, you you see, win. This, this is the thing. This this is when football becomes a chess match. When you're getting nickel nickel and dime, that's when you have to come up and you have to make the short tackle. They're going to do that because they're trying to stop you. They're trying to get you out of a rhythm. Because see, then what happens when they nickel and dime you for like ten straight plays? Then they drop back and drop a bomb mm. on you. So you have to be cognizant of all of that, man. That's, that's any good defensive coordinator. It's just the ones that are willing to, to weather that storm that have the more success. Some guys, they panic. They panic and stop, get out of their game plan, and they start doing other things. Okay. Well, and then one major question for you guys about the personnel that we currently have. What do you mean by the person? What do you mean by that? Well, I feel like it's kind of like a point in 2015 as well, too, to where we might be – needing to look at what we do on defense. Do you guys think right now with the current personnel signed, we now have players that fit a 3-4 better? And hear me out on this. Milton Williams, um, Jordan Davis, and Marlin are arguably our best defensive linemen signed right now. I think those guys can all play a 3-4 D end, and Jordan Davis can play a nose tackle. And I think our best linebacker right now, Dean, might be best in the 3-4 as a middle linebacker. Yeah, I think they're transitioning towards that. I mean, well, certainly, they, Scott, they, we appreciate they slide, that. Most teams nowadays, because even, even the Falcons did that, they slide from a three-man three front to a four-man front. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like the, the, the NFL as a whole now. Nobody's really running – uh, a traditional 4-3 front or a traditional 3-4 front. They slide in and out of these fronts to try to confuse people and get the faster, more athletic guys on the field as much as they possibly can. Yeah, and the Eagles, the pass rushers, I mean, they're so good standing up, right? Sweat yeah. and, and Reddick. It, it works. They're 215-592-9494. That is how you join the show here. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillier will come back. National Insider, who knows a thing or two about Philadelphia, will tell you why we're being too hard on Jonathan again. And that's coming up. Your phone calls, I think they're going to miss him. I, I, you know what? Someone out there has to agree. They're going to miss this guy. <laughs> this guy's a good coach. Nobody. Well, that's fine. That's Nobody. fine. You know, whatever, yeah. every, if, if everyone wants to wake up wrong on a Monday, that's fine. The Eagles are going to miss Jonathan again. Wait a minute. Hold up, Joe. You like you that guy? You, you got to be right all the time? No. I mean, I, I'm wrong a lot. I'm, I, but th- <laughs> on this one, I'm right. That I know. 215-592-9494. We'll cut back your calls. We'll get into some All-Star stuff, too, including uh, Mac McClung, who came out of nowhere and... And I got a big Who problem. Who said white guys can't jump? Well, not anymore. That's over after what we saw Saturday. And I got a big problem with Joel Embiid after the All-Star Game weekend. All coming up. Sports Radio 94 WIP. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 